we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty World Cup greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to a special World Cup edition of the sunny side of sports. Football's premier event officially kicked off Sunday evening when Ecuador defeated host Qatar 2-0. It was a one-sided affair, and Qatar became the first host team to lose an opening match in the World Cup's 92-year history. Ecuador's captain and all-time top scorer, Enner Valencia, scored both goals, and he might have had a hat trick if his third-minute header was not disallowed after video review. Valencia spoke in Spanish after his team's big victory. La verdad que desde que salió el sorteo me acuerdo que estaba concentrado con mi club. Ever since the draw came out, I remember that I was with my club and I saw that we were going to play the opening match. Since then, I've spent many nights dreaming of my team winning the opening match. I said in my pre-match press conference that it would be a dream for us to win. And thanks to God, it happened. And I managed to score and to help my team get the three points. Yes, a dream come true for Enner Valencia and Ecuador, which is making its fourth World Cup appearance. Ecuador's best World Cup showing came at the 2006 World Cup in Germany, where it reached the round of 16. Host Qatar is making its World Cup debut. It is the biggest sports event of the year. The 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Join VOA to celebrate Africa's king sport. In-depth coverage, pre- and post-game analysis. Breakout stars, Cinderella teams, coaches, players, and let's not forget the fans from the four corners of the continent and from the city of Doha. We'll be there throughout the competition. Don't miss the fun with Team VOA Africa. Let's experience the magic of football together. Sunday Shamari is experiencing the magic of football in Doha, Qatar, together with Kali Abdu. Sunday and Kali are reporting for the Voice of America on the World Cup in Doha. And they joined us recently by Skype before Ecuador's victory over Qatar. And my friend Mukbil Yabaro also was on hand. Muckbill joined me in studio wearing what looked like an Argentina jersey. But it wasn't Argentina, was it, Muckbill? It is not. It is Somalia. So I am here representing as a Somali-American. And um, I really like the colors of this jersey right here. So uh, hopefully in the near future, we might see Somalia in the World Cup. How would you describe football development in Somalia, Muckbill? I, th- I think it's getting a lot better. The under-17 team recently just qualified for AFCON 2023. Um, they went undefeated in the uh, Central and East Africa Cup. So I'm super excited to see uh, what they have in store. They're developing the kids really well over there. So 
Yeah, best of luck to Somalia, man. How about my jersey, McPhil? <laughs> South Africa. This uh, this goes back to 2010 when South Africa hosted the World Cup. And I want to give a shout-out for one of our late uh, sportsmen in Africa, Marco Uma, who used to host our Daybreak Africa radio show, sports, the sports segment on Daybreak Africa. Uh, Mark gifted me this uh, jersey. So Amazing. Uh, I'll, I'll remember him. And... Uh, I, you know, we we have to remember Sadio Mane, Muckbill. Big story ahead of this uh, Qatar 2022. Your reaction to Mane being ruled out of the World Cup? Honestly, Sonny, I feel like it's it's the most devastating blow to not only Senegal, but to the continent at large. He was and still is the most dominant football player in Africa as of late. Right. You could you could make the argument and say Mohamed Salah as well has had a run as well as a former teammate of his in Liverpool. But Sadio Mane's last year's run has been really like amazing. You know, everything that he's done for his transition to uh, the Bundesliga, where he plays for Bayern Munich, where he got injured, unfortunately, in a game uh, recently. Um, But for him to be the most capped player for Senegal and their lead scorer and then to have to now, unfortunately, you know, watch his team from the sidelines, um, it leaves a huge gap for that Senegalese side. I did hear a comment from uh, his former Liverpool teammate, Virgil van Dijk, who we will see in the World Cup for the Netherlands. Uh, He said, whenever you miss a top player, uh, wherever they're from, it's a loss for the sport of football. It it really is, because when you're a competitor at that level, you don't want to get away with an easy win. You never want to play against a team that doesn't have their go-to star and beat them. It feels like it's almost that team is at a disadvantage in essence, but this this could be a really, really huge moment for the Senegalese side to really dig deep and almost play this World Cup for their, uh, for their guy, uh, Sadio Mane, and really show that they have what it takes to... to, to to be able to to get beyond that initial group stages, even without their uh, star player. Muckbill on the line. We have our friend Sunday Shamari in Doha. Sporty World Cup greetings, Sunday. Sporty World Cup greetings, Sunny and Muckbill, all the way from Doha, Qatar. We are ready to rock this nation and enjoy World Cup. Don't miss the fun. With Team VOA Africa, let's experience the magic of football together. Sunday, together, we are ready to experience the magic of football. I love that promo, Sunday. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) What's the atmosphere like in Doha, Sunday? I'm telling you, Sunny, I wish you were here, my brother. It is (laughs) magic. The day we arrived here, right away from the airport, we saw a lot of fans coming from Mexico. You know Mexico? Mexico. Yes, sir. (laughs) We met big fans wearing big jerseys and big caps, you know, those big hats from Mexico. They're flying in the country. Everybody is ready for the World Cup. Even the promos in the airplane. You have all these bullets with World Cup pictures covered with World Cup Stories, everything is World Cup, World Cup, World Cup. And also, Sunny, they are very well prepared because security is of the highest. Everywhere, the security, people are happy, 
people sure are enjoying. And you know what? At 1 a.m., the first day I got here, I went to try to talk to people. 1 a.m., there were young ladies, old ladies, children in the Bay Area and the market, Suk Wakif, you know the market. Right, And people right. going their meal and chanting. All these guys from Tunisia, from Algeria, from Nigeria, it didn't matter. Although Qatar is the one playing, but the neighboring countries, all of them are supporting and coming in to cheer for them. Sunday, I, I wanted to follow up with what is the feeling like, not only the atmosphere there, but how is it that the African fans are reacting and how many African fans do you see around? I tell you. If I have a calculator, I can count, but I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> I was moving around with Kali, going all these places, and there are so many fans. But I can give you a figure yeah. that somebody gave me. Okay. I had a chance to interview a couple from Tunisia, and we were wondering how many Tunisians are in this country. And she said, we are almost 40,000 fans cheering for Tunisia. And these people traveled to come here. I was like, wow, this is just one country. There's so many people out here. And I think some other uh, fans, as they say, they'll be flying in from Dubai from the day of the game and go back after that game. So not all of these fans are going to be staying here. Some of them are just coming in for the game and going out. Wow. But it's a lot of fans that are already in this country, my friend. Sunday, this has been described as the most compact World Cup in history. All eight World Cup stadiums are within 50 kilometers of the capital, Doha. So as a result, uh, the teams are basically uh, staying in place. They don't really have to travel much. Uh, your thoughts on this compact World Cup? This is very interesting. And not only the compact, you also have the metro line. The metro line that goes all around in those all eight stadiums in and around the city. And this, for people with the hire card, which is literally the visa that you have to use coming into the country, you can go on those trains and those metro for free and move around from stadium to stadium, from areas and places to places. So I think this is a unique situation because we were used to see other World Cups like in Brazil some people in Rio de Janeiro, some people in Sao Paulo, and you travel. But this is a small, compact area, as you say. So I think for them, security-wise, they have to be very careful. And that's why I think they're really doing a very good job as far as security is concerned. And I also think it's good maybe for the fans who are here that if you want to go and enjoy some specific team, you don't have to worry about spending so much money or to go so far so that you can see these stadiums and these places. So I think it's a really unique and different situation. S Sunday, definitely. That's, that's exciting. But I, I have to ask Sonny for a quick question. How do you feel that Sunday is over there and we're over here right now? We, we don't get to, to enjoy, you know, should the roles be reversed? Should we, should we be on Skype talking? <laughs> How do you feel? And have you ever been to, to the Middle East? Uh, I have not. I, I have not been to the Middle East. So uh, I'll throw that question to Sunday. Sunday, uh, have you traveled at all in the Middle East before? Well, Sunny, I'll tell you, I, I have traveled a little bit. I, I remember about 15 years ago, I just like 
on a transit here in Qatar. And after that, not much. But of course, the feel is that your gig is like when I went to Egypt in Africa, but it's very close to Middle East. That will be the closest experience that I had. And I see right here, right now. Man, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Sunday Shomari from Doha, Qatar. We will definitely be checking back in with you. Enjoy your stay and and let, let that World Cup fever go through you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm ready for it. Awesome, awesome. And Mukbil, uh, uh, traveling with Sunday Shamari in Doha is Kali Abdu. Kali, how are, how are things in Doha? Amazing. Like uh, Sunday was mentioned, it's it's a lot of fans. Uh, one of the things that we've been very amazed to see is the uh, amount of Africans. We've seen a lot of Kenyans. Uh, There's a, a lot of Kenyans who are working at the at the at the World Cup. And just a lot of Africans live here. You know, they've been here for years and they're here supporting all African countries. It's a beautiful thing. Kali, do, do you think um, that there are some African um, fans that are there that might not have their teams playing um, in the World Cup, but they have this level of affinity towards um, the other African teams? Do you sense that kind of uh, African culture in essence over there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we just came, we're just coming from the Fan Festival, and we interviewed some Africans. And I tell you, man, the energy they had for the African countries was amazing. It was a sight to see. You know, they were cheering on all the African countries. They were chanting Tunis. They were chanting Morocco, chanting Ghana, yeah. you know, supporting Senegal, singing Sadio Mane songs. It was beautiful. They were there for Ghana, Cameroon. They were there for all the countries, you know, so... Even though they were from Guinea-Bissau, but they're supporting every African country. And they firmly believe that the, the World Cup is coming to Africa this year. That's amazing. Beautiful. Kali, what's your reaction to uh, Sadio Mane missing the World Cup? I know that's uh, been one of the big trending uh, African stories. You know, when we left the fan festival, there was a huge mural of uh, Sadio Mane on one of the buildings. Like, really big. And, uh, you know, when we were leaving, I, I just I felt the, the void that Sadio Mane is leaving uh, in this World Cup. And so many fans, some Bangladeshi fans are huge Sadio Mane supporters. They love Liverpool because of Sadio Mane. So they feel uh, sad that Sadio Mane won't be uh, at this World Cup. So he will be missed. I, I really feel for the whole of Africa that he won't be participating. But there are other uh, African players here, and we need to show them some respect as well. And even though Sad, uh, Sadio won't be playing, there's a lot uh, of, of uh, great players that will be playing. So we, we're here to cheer them on. Absolutely. No, I, I really love that point. Um, World Cups are where stars are made, in essence. So there's a lot of players that might not be as well-known as Sadio Mane, but I guarantee you, after this World Cup, a lot of them will become household names. You'd be shocked. Shockers, you know, can happen. Um, if you were to say, Kali, um, of the five African teams, who do you feel like has the best chances of coming out of the group stages? You can't underestimate uh, Ghana. You can't underestimate Senegal. You can't underestimate Cameroon because they've kind of shown... Uh, they've they've shown some some substance and they, they've shown that they have a lot of quality, you know, in their in their teams and they have a lot of experience. Uh, Cameroon did well in the African Cup of Nations. 
Um, Senegal, we already know their pedigree. But Ghana just beat Switzerland, you know, uh, and even though it was a friendly, but they're showing that, hey, you know, we're coming here to really demonstrate that uh, that uh, we're a good team. So I think, you know, I, I just I have to say Senegal on paper for me are the, the team to beat uh, from the African teams. But at the same time, you know, Morocco uh, may surprise people, uh, you know, or Tunisia may surprise people. So I was telling Sunday that I think this World Cup may may surprise some people. You know, some players uh, may be here to prove a point. So, you know, but again, to answer your question, you, you can't go wrong if you're predicting Senegal. The VOA's Kali Abdu speaking with us from Doha, Qatar. Thank you, Kali. It is the biggest sports event of the year, the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Join VOA to celebrate Africa's king sport. In-depth coverage, pre- and post-game analysis, breakout stars, Cinderella teams, coaches, players, and let's not forget the fans from the four corners of the continent and from the city of Doha. We'll be there throughout the competition. Don't miss the fun with Team VOA Africa. Let's experience the magic of football together. The magic of World Cup football is also being experienced on social media. Which of the five African teams in Qatar has the biggest social media following? To answer that question... Iron Mike Mbonye called the CEO of Result Sports, Mario Leo. The African teams are, are constantly growing their follower base, um, and especially the World Cup provides a platform where this following and community size will significantly increase. Um, biggest team already kind of in multi-million followers is Morocco, with more than 2.3 million followers across their um, social media following, majority following on, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And um, yes, yeah, so Morocco is the strongest one, followed uh, in second position by Tunisia with uh, close to 800,000 and um, Ghana with close to 800,000 um, followers. So they are in a, in a hunt as well. Somewhere bottom half of the overall participating nations um, and unfortunately um, Senegal who is probably the strongest contender from a sporting perspective despite uh, the loss of Sadio Mane um, and uh, Cameroon um, uh, just uh, just about 600k or just over 600k in the following in the bottom five of the participating teams um, but I hope yeah, with the African spirit and the African passion uh, representing their nations uh, and their countries at the global stage of the World Cup that all five teams will significantly increase their social media following throughout the tournament. Among the African teams going to the World Cup, which one has the highest rating by fans in Africa and in Europe? I think obviously the reigning African champion Senegal has got a team pretty much picked full of stars um, and obviously the, the European leagues um, seeing the, the Senegalese national team players 
week in week out in their league competitions yeah and and that's just just fantastic um to be representing as the african as the reigning african champion to come to the stage of the world cup i'm sure it come with full of confidence full of pride to be coming into the uh, world cup um, entering that but also obviously morocco uh, with uh, uh, hakim ziyech um achraf hatimi um from from PSG and CH playing in Italy in Serie A um, Morocco has also a very very strong team uh, to be competing into the World Cup but also yeah, Cameroon with Eric uh, Maxime Choupo-Moting from FC Bayern who's really uh, on a on a goal scoring record in his career for playing for Bayern and scoring pretty much every game so i think the african teams um are, are very very strongly um aware or that the opponents are strongly aware of the potential strength um, of african participating teams at the world cup and um some of them actually had a bit of luck uh, with the group drawing so um i i perceive, i believe that obviously from a european rating or from my personal rating i would say senegal being number 1 um Morocco being uh, number two, um then I believe Cameroon number three, Ghana number three, yeah, more, probably a bit more Ghana than Cameroon and unfortunately Tunisia is out of the the underdog or the lowest rated um African participant at the World Cup from a European and also possibly from an um African perspective. Mario Do you think any of the African teams can make it beyond the group stage at the World Cup? Mike, this is a very good question and obviously there is big hope um and big expectation for the African teams coming to the World Cup, entering the World Cup in their respective groups. Um and I personally believe that actually two African teams have the possibility to go into the knockout stage, potentially even three. and i give you the assessment on that obviously senegal will face netherlands um in their opening game of the world cup in group a yeah, together with qatar and ecuador um and when you look into the draw obviously for me senegal is besides the netherlands yeah, on paper the favorite to top the group and i think it's an advantage for the senegal team to play Netherlands the strongest opponent in match day 1 um because the Netherlands or the Dutch they are usually not a tournament team they need one game to enter the tournament and i think if if Senegal is is able to sort of really bring up their their possibilities and bring up their best performance and having Sadio Mane on the sidelines yeah cheer team supporting the team hopefully that would be perfect to give that spirit um and then i think yes um senegal will possibly top the group um in group a um entering the knockout stage as a group leader um but also on the other hand i i believe that morocco um has a big chance um to enter the knockout stage because being in a group with croatia or they will battle with croatia for the second place in their group and i think they also have a very very good chance to enter the next group and uh, third one i believe that from a group perspective from the opponent perspective that cameroon has an outside chance um to come into the knockout stage so for me it looks quite bright because africa is not the underdogs african players 
in European leagues, in their respective clubs, um, and, and around Europe, in Africa, uh, are the, the, the stars. Yeah, they are the, the driving force. And that's what makes me very hopeful that Africa um, have a big chance to have two, possibly three teams in the knockout stage at the World Cup. And I wish them the very best and uh, hope and pray that uh, this will come through. That's Mario Leo, the CEO of Result Sports. And Mario spoke with Iron Mike Mbonier on the telephone from Germany. My name is Mario Leo. I'm the founder and chief executive of Result Sports. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you, Mario. And thanks also to Iron Mike Mbonier for that interview. The USA's head coach, Greg Berhalter, says Leeds United midfielder Tyler Adams will wear the captain's armband for Monday evening's World Cup match against Wales. We're proud to announce Tyler as the captain for the World Cup. We think he's, um, you know, great leadership capabilities. Um, and he leads by his actions and, and his words. So we're pr- proud to have him as a captain. Tyler's a guy that's just mature beyond his years, and you notice it from, from the minute you start talking to him. Um, and, you know, I can go on and on about his, you know, the, the strengths of Tyler, but I think the other thing about him is, is his humility. And he's a guy that the teammates know exactly what they're going to get from him. They know that he's going to go out on the field and compete. As he gets ready to compete in his first World Cup match, Captain Tyler Adams says... It's a huge honor for me, obviously, to, to be named captain of, of this team. Obviously a, a very young team, but um, a lot of credit to, to my teammates because anyone uh, throughout our leadership council can wear that armband and represent us with pride and um, represent us in the right way. So That's Tyler Adams, the captain of the USA's World Cup team. Now we'll hear from the captain of Wales, Gareth Bale. Yeah, I know um, an incredible feeling. Um, one that as a kid you dream of seeing Wales in a World Cup, but to actually be in the team that achieves it is um, an incredible feeling and uh, yeah, an honour to, to be able to do it for our country. So, yeah, it's um, going to be a fun time hopefully for us and uh, one that we just want to enjoy and, and have fun like we always do on the pitch as, as a national team. We're, we've all been training hard the last the last week, um, adapting to the heat, the time zones, and um, yeah, we we have no excuses now. We we put all the hard work in. And uh... after a stellar career in Europe, the 33-year-old Bale is now based here in the USA, where he plays for Los Angeles FC in Major League Soccer. Bale sizes up the USA's World Cup team. Yeah, they're, they're a good young squad. Um, they have some fantastic players. Um, they're a good team. We're, we're under no illusions that they're, they're here to, to win the game just as we are. So, um, yeah, we know it's going to be a difficult match and I'm sure they know the same thing too. Uh, but, yeah, we, we, we know their weaknesses. Hopefully I can't share them with you right, right now. So, um yeah, I think I'm sure they, they know that we have weaknesses and, and vice versa. So um, as long as we stick to our game plan, do what we do, then um, yeah, we'll be happy with that. That's Gareth Bale, the captain of Wales at the World Cup. And I know Welsh fans are very happy to be back in the World Cup for the first time in 64 years. That's right. 
Wales last played at the 1958 World Cup in Sweden, where it reached the quarterfinals before losing to Brazil 1-0. The goal in that match, scored by none other than Pele, who many regard as the greatest footballer of all time. Remember, sunny side of sports listeners, Pele, the only player in history to lift the World Cup three times. England has lifted the World Cup once back in 1966 on its home field at Wembley Stadium in London. In Qatar on Monday, England began its 2022 World Cup campaign in very impressive fashion, thrashing Iran 6-2. And that wraps up the November 21st edition of the show. you for tuning in I get it I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington and that's the sunny side of sports